Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is Carol, my girlfriend. How are you, Carol? Hey, what's up? I'm mixing it up this week. Yeah, I never will. Okay. It is... (laughs) It is May the 5th, 6th? 4th. May the 4th. May the the 4th be be with with you. you. 1995. (laughs) And we're here to talk to you about a television show. (laughs) Maybe it is the 5th. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Well, we're recording this on the 4th. Right. Maybe it's the 5th when you get it. (laughs) Right. Right. <laughs> anyway, so welcome to Massive Lady. This is where we talk about movies and television shows. Sometimes music, but not Sometimes today. Sometimes music. Sometimes Lonely Hearts, but also not today. Yeah, I know. I gotta get on that. Yeah, some some dispute with him and the paperboy, I don't know. It was terrible. What what happened between the two of you? He crashed. His bike crashed, and when it crashed, it, everything just spilled out everywhere, and we lo- everything was lost, right? Right. So he blamed me. Of course. For it, because I like to play with sticks in the street, <laughs> and one might have gotten in his... No, you know what I have? I clotheslined him. Uh-huh. But in my defense, he was on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. That's walk, not right. ride. Right. So I feel like I had the right of way there to clothesline him. Uh, but anyway, so everything crashed and lost all of it. Uh, so I had to go and find another paper boy and load him up with uh, alcohol and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, I had to go to the 10th window. Windows 10, I call it, in, uh, in my right, house. Right, right. <laughs> and had to, uh, you know, to pass him some alcohol, load him up, load that through Windows right. 10. Um, and so now that that's all done and everything is A-OK, now I can get the news again, so, which I will do. Yeah, maybe, maybe next time. Maybe next time, Gadget. <laughs> You know, I think that Claw was the first Inspector Gadget, but something went horribly wrong, and he was presumed dead or whatever, and then that chief guy, he created a different Inspector Gadget, but he's like, but listen to me, but he's a robot, and he doesn't know that he's a robot, and he thinks he's, he thinks he's the real original Inspector Gadget, but he's not Claw's. And now Claw's got to watch this robot get close to his daughter and her dog, you know, brain. What the fuck? And that's are you what makes about? him more and more infuriating. You're infuriated. insane. You're insane. What? You're insane. Why? Because you put that much thought into Inspector Gadget. Okay. Okay. Now you go. What? Now you now you say something. Oh, okay. So we watched a really, really bad show this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you looking for me to come up with something entertaining all on my own? Because that's not going to happen. Well, whenever I try to do it, you just <laughs> shoot it down. You just say, what are you talking about? You're crazy. And then you bite your lip. <laughs> you give me nothing to go with at all. You're just like, oh, it's dumb. Thought about it too much. I'm not going to play this game with you. I'm not going to like speculate with you or... Or try to argue with you or build off of it in any way. I'm just going to shoot you down. Okay. What? Nothing. Okay, so go ahead. Tell them. We watched a TV show. We watched a really bad show. Yeah, talk about it. No, you said you were going to talk about it. <laughs> it's called Hanging with you, Hey, Carol, Mister. Why, why don't you tell them everything that you remember from the entire show? Why don't you... <laughs> Because it's not like I did all the work this week. 
It's not Excuse like, me, you didn't do not, all the work this week. It's not like I stayed awake to watch the show and you fell asleep in my arms <laughs> watching the show. It was really boring. I know I'm super And I was really comfortable. <laughs> yeah, well. Hang I, in with Mr. Cooper. It's terrible. Mark Curry. Terrible show. So boring. Yep. Next week we're going to watch something way better. That's our review. <laughs> Next week we're gonna check watch. it out. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we're gonna watch Sybil. Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, I like Sybil. The Ellen Barkin of television. I don't know who Ellen Barkin is. You never seen Switch with Jimmy Smits? No. No. Is you that should, one of those grandpa things? You should see Switch with Jimmy Smits. <laughs> what are you talking about, grandpa things? Because you remember things from before you were supposed to be alive, and you talk about them. And what it's are you weird. You Before I was supposed old... to be alive? I'm not convinced. It was foretold that Mark will be alive <laughs> this time. I am but not he will know things that before. You are not a like vampire or a lich or something. <laughs> you that I'm a vampire or what? A, a lich? lich? A lich. What's a lich? Like a, a wizard that doesn't age. What the where the fuck does that come from? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, wow. Okay. Talk about, uh, you know. No, Switch is a 1991 comedy with Jimmy Smith and Ellen Barkin. Okay. Well, I guess you were alive for that. Yeah. I was. (laughs) Good for you. Fancy that, huh? Blake Edwards directed it. (laughs) Okay. Got anything to say about that? The Pink Panther guy. No, I don't. The plot. Ah. (laughs) What just happened to you? My little. He just poked himself in the eye with his microphone. No, I did not poke myself in the eye with my microphone. I'm growing some facial hair. It's an effort, apparently. As much as I can can produce, and a hair from my face got caught in one of the the holes in the microphone here. And, and did it stab you? No, it didn't stab me. It caught it pulled. Because uh, like, I was going to say, then you would know what it feels like. Like, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> to get stabbed by your facial hair. It's like little tiny oh, knives. Oh, oh, okay. Little pin pricks and I thought you were talking about face. something with your eye being. What? <laughs> no. Sorry that your my facial hair pokes you sometimes. You should be. No, it pulled on my hair. I'm sorry. You should know how that feels. I should. To have your hair pulled, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I do. Uh, anyway, so, so the plot of the movie Switch, which was better than the fucking what? TV show. Why are we going to talk about that? The plot of the movie Switch is this dude uh, is like a complete like man whore. He's a male bimbo. He's a mimbo. Okay. And he doesn't care about women at all or anything like that, right? Mm. Um, he just uses them for sex. So he gets in, I think he's in a hot tub or something and a toaster falls in and electrocutes him or something like that. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, a woman curses him or whatever, right? Like it's, yeah, I think you're talking about a different movie. No, I'm not talking about a different movie. Okay. It's just, you've never even seen the movie. It was like, I, I know the movie now. <laughs> just listen to what I'm saying. Okay. It's some weird mystical reason, but I think he like dies or something, but his soul gets incarnated into a woman. He becomes a woman. He becomes Ellen Barkin. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. And he's just, he learns a lesson. He learns not to, you know, use women for sex. Correct. Good for him. That's the, the point of the movie. Okay. And if he falls in love with Jimmy Smith or something, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> okay. What? What do you mean, what? Tell us about fucking... No, you said you were going to Mr. do it. Mr. Cooper hangings. No. I'll so, talk about the movie. All right. This this show is a sister show of Full House. It is? Yeah. Jeff Franklin created both shows. Oh, okay. I did not know that. It stars Mark Curry uh, as a former basketball player, because Mark Curry's tall, but was never a basketball player. 
And he was a stand-up comedian, I guess. <laughs> he was he was one of those comedians. Why are you staring at me? Because I'm listening to you. What do you want? You're but you're staring at me <laughs> as if like I'm a semi truck barreling towards you. What the fuck? Yeah, that's my thought. <laughs> when I see the abject terror in your eyes as you're looking at me, is this because you <laughs> because you know you don't know what happens in the in the in the episode? <laughs> it hurts to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i'm good i got it under control everyone should know that i've uh <laughs> placed a stone on carol's chest that's why it hurts her to laugh why does it hurt you to laugh because i'm laughing so hard oh, okay and because i worked out is it uh is it as much as you laughed at uh hanging with mr cooper no so I've already laughed more talking about it than I did watching it. So he, I, I think the, he lives with two women, or, or at least one woman, and the other one's always there. Uh, the one is his roommate. Um, I can't remember her name now. <laughs> can't remember the actress's name. But one of them's his roommate. One of them's his friend since he was like a kid. I thought that was his sister. No, apparently it's his friend. Oh. That's what somebody that actually I know that watches the show told me. Okay. And then Raven Simone is his cousin. Right. And I think... Yeah. From the Cosby show. Yes, yeah. correct. And so it starts out where she... And he's got a girlfriend, too. It starts out where she's... she Like, uh, Raven finds a cat. And she's like, oh, it's a little lost cat. I'm going to... I'm going to keep it in my room. Yeah, okay, this did make me chuckle slightly. Yeah, the sound she was making when she was clawing her. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was funny. She is pretty funny, actually. Yeah. But she, yeah, she goes in there and uh, her mom or whomever, I don't know who it is, is talking to her about school. And she's like, ah! (laughs) (laughs) And she says, uh, I'm sore from soccer practice. Yeah. And then she screams again, having not moved. And then she runs away really fast. Yeah, it like, was pretty funny. Like a sore seven-year-old would. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she's going to keep this cat in there. Now, the roommate has cat allergies, or cat allergies, if you prefer. And she starts sneezing, and, you know, it's no good. Yeah. So that kind of comes up later, I guess. So the, the one girl makes her... Uh, her aunt's old remedy, which apparently is a lot of garlic <laughs> and pine tar and other, bunch of other stuff. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Oh. But I guess it works. Well, does it? Because the whole thing, the funny thing is when she's feeling better, the cat's already out of the house. So you don't yeah. know if it's the thing or not. That's like a, It was like a hairless cat, too. I don't think it was really hairless. Maybe I saw it wrong then. Short haired, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But you would think that it wouldn't be as... And if it's just in her room, does the cat dander really travel all over the house like that? I don't know. Where was that cat shitting? That's what I was thinking about, too. <laughs> when she was saying up there, I'm like, well, I hope you have a litter box. Cause, right. Yeah. It's no good. She she bought a bunch of pixie sticks and just <laughs> put that down. Spread that on her carpet and let the oh. cat go there. Oh, man. But anyway, so... The main plot of this episode was the friend's new boyfriend is a total lame ass. Yes. He's like, uh, hey, I got some good jokes for you guys uh, The where I deliver stuff. <laughs> and it's like, oh, hey, you know, you should have uh, an L7 form. You, you didn't have a uh, C16 form. And then everyone looks. And him just stares at him and they're like, we don't understand that joke. And he says, well, I guess it's like the guys say down there uh, at, in the uh, mail room or whatever. It's all in the delivery, uh, which I thought uh, was uh. mildly amusing. <laughs> Maybe the funniest joke in this episode. Right. But she wants Mr. Cooper, whom everyone is hanging with. <laughs> and it's about to be his birthday. She wants him to like include the boyfriend and get him to loosen up a little bit because he's a little bit too tight. 
Because he's all nervous because he wants them to like him. Yeah, and I think it does. It, it maybe it implies that they haven't had sex yet. I don't know. What? I don't remember getting that impression. Well, she wants him to loosen up. Okay. I mean, that could mean all kinds of things. Yeah, that's true. He might be constipated. <laughs> uh, so he he's, invites him to play poker with him. Uh, he folds every single hand because he's waiting for a royal flush. <laughs> now, you know, Mr. Cooper's like, you know, hey, live a little, play a hand or whatever. But still, eventually he'd lose. I mean, if you, if, you, if there's any kind of ante or anything like that, which I assume there is, then he's losing his ante every single time. He's basically right. just surrendering money yeah. every single time, no matter what his hand is, because he doesn't have a royal flush. You could have four of a kind, and he'd fold his hand, because it's not a royal flush. That's so dumb. So Even I know that. I don't play poker. That's somebody you want to play with, honestly. Bring $100 and just ante a dollar every single time, <laughs> and then eventually you'll play 100 hands and lose right? all your money. Makes I mean, sense. that's... You know, and, and you never have to worry about them beating you because they're folding every hand. So, uh, yeah, they, like, they act like, you know, they're not getting the full amount of money that they could get from him. But really, he's offering absolutely no defense at all. Like, he can't even he can't even luck his way into a win. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I thought that was dumb as a poker player, as a moron with high standards. <laughs> um, But anyway, so. He then he invites him out to to his birthday dinner. They're going to some club or something. And the girls show up because they want to make sure that everything's going right with him. And uh, I don't know, they're dancing. And they they basically, Mr. Cooper says, hey, look, you know, everyone is, you suck the fun out of the room. No one really likes you that much. Damn. Maybe you should loosen up a little bit. And he's like, okay. He's like, hey, I like you. You know, like I think you're cool and stuff like that. But you know, you got to show the other guys that you can loosen up and everything. And so he starts to dance this bizarre, like not good dance. <laughs> it's not one of those situations. I guess not. I guess it's not a cliched thing because it's not one of those situations where it's like oh, he's a big dork, but all of a sudden he's you know like a god on the dance floor <laughs> or something like that. It really is just a lame kind of dance too. Mm-hmm. But everyone's like watching and clapping him, you know, and everything, because he's putting himself out there, I guess, or whatever. And he says to his girlfriend, he's like, hey, it's a brand new me. I'm not going to do this with you anymore. I'm not going to do that with you anymore. I'm not going to tell you these kind of stories over the phone or whatever. And she's like, I like those things. She's Mm -hmm. like, I like you. You know, I want you the way you are. I just just want you to loosen up just a little bit, you know. And and so anyway, they end up coming to some sort of agreement to where he's going to try to... Loosen up a little bit. Okay. And that's essentially it. I have nothing funny or or anything to add to this because uh, like the person they were making fun of, this show sucks all the fun out of everything. Yeah, it was just really, really boring. Painfully bad jokes. Just, yeah, really. Like you said, Raven Simone's physical acting is maybe the only funny thing in the episode. None of the jokes are cleverly written. Nothing's funny. Nothing was good. It was like... Ugh. Watching it was like being dead for half an hour. Well, for me, definitely, because, you know, I, I floated away. That's true. To my happy place, I missed the dance. Did you? I did. Well, you didn't miss much. <laughs> anyway, that's the uh, that's the show that we watched. It sucked. So yeah, don't watch don't hang watch with Mo- <laughs> hanging with Mister Cooper. Don't hang with him. We'll see. We'll see next week how, how Sybil is. Now Carter was in the show for a scene and uh, and from Give Me a Break and had one line. Oh. And there you go. Okay. Good so, for her. Still working. So the movie. Give though. me a break. You don't remember that show either, do you? No. Was that before I was supposed to be alive? I think so. No, it wasn't. Okay. It's not in the 80s. The movie we watched was really good, though. You know who was on that show? Who? Whoa. Uh, Joey Lawrence. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, he was one of the kids. Cool. That she was taking care of. Cool. Like she was one of the family. Wait, no, that was Charles in Church. What? 
Like he's one of the family Charles in charge of our days and our nights You can sing, but you can't sing that song I was I was purposely singing it bad Because that song doesn't deserve to be sung well What? what? Charles Why are you being Char- mean to Charles and George? Because Charles and George sucks No Show sucks, everything about it sucks Scott Baio sucks <gasps> Scott Bayo does not suck. Scott Take Bayo, it back. Scott Bayo's awful. No. Yeah. He is not. He's very good. He's an awful person. What? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. I don't know anything about him as a person. I've heard things. Okay. Heard some rumors. What did you hear? And maybe he uh, you know, did some stuff with Nicole Eggert when she was underage. <gasps> no. Yeah. Aw. Now I'm sad and I can't enjoy it anymore. Scott Bayo sucks. Okay. But the basketball diary is talking. All rumors, though. Allegedly. I'm co- I'm just covering ourselves legally. Okay. All all rumors. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I but I don't like him anyway, personally. I just don't like the person. Okay. I've heard I've heard viewpoints of his that I don't like either. Okay. I think he's an asshole. <laughs> By the way, uh low key, uh you know, like under the radar. Um, uh, Pat Sajak is a piece of shit from Wheel of Fortune, in my opinion. Why? Do you know how the planet's getting warmer? Yeah. He doesn't think it is. Okay. He's a, he, he doesn't believe in, in, uh, he doesn't believe in environmental causes and he kind of speaks out against it and he speaks out against science and stuff. He's a piece of shit. He sounds like an idiot too. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not hard to uh, to host the Wheel of Fortune. I could fucking do that job. Okay. It's not, not harder than this. Than what <laughs> we're doing. For sure. Oh, there's no T. Sorry. <laughs> Why don't you be like Alex Trebek and get a real fucking job? Alex Trebek's got to read all those clues and know all that shit. He doesn't have to know anything. He's got to know if the people get the answer right or not. No, he's got the people and the judges in his ear telling him. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He does not have the judges in his ears. He does. He just knows all those answers. Sure. Why do you think he's able to pronounce those things like he does? It's a genre and all that stuff. Because they're saying shit in his ear. They're saying genre in his ear. Why not? No, they're not. Okay. You you go ahead and be in love with uh, Alex Trebek. I will. Okay. Are are we ready to talk about the movie now? Or? What movie? Oh my lord! I already said I it. I thought the show was over. <sighs> so we went. Did we so watch a movie? I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> what? We went and saw the Basketball Diaries. What's that? <sighs> what are you doing? Is it the Diary of a Basketball? No. Today I got bounced. <laughs> Five times in a row. Did you? Not by me, so. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a basketball. <laughs> speaking his feelings. Basketballs don't have feelings, you weirdo. Sometimes I feel discriminated against for being orange. I, I want to try to move on to the movie, but I'm afraid. What movie? <laughs> tell tell me more about this basketball that has di- a diary. <clears throat> Leonardo- Why do you think that he called it that? Re- real quick. Why do you think he called it the Basketball Diaries? Because basketball plays such a small role in the overall story. Because he was on the basketball team when he started. And when he snop? <laughs> when he started. And then I'm telling you to stop because you're rubbing your face on the thing. Don't worry about what I'm doing with my face. <laughs> you weirdo. Worry about yourself. <laughs> no. Tell me about this fucking movie. I'm trying, but you keep interrupting me. Who's in it? Leonardo DiCaprio. Who's that? <sighs> What was he in? He was in. What oh. was he in? What's eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah, that was we it. saw that. Yeah, I knew. I knew there was a thing. So <laughs> he was in that. 
And he was awesome in that, and he's awesome in this. He's not bad. So it's the story of Jim Carroll. It's based off of a you know actual Jim, journal Jim from a Carey? real person. Jim Carroll. Alrighty then. No, not Jim Carrey. Jim Carroll is yeah. an author and a musician. He is. And a performer. And a performer. One of his songs is in this movie. Yeah. It's the people who died. Mm-hmm. Really weird song. <laughs> it is. He's not a very good singer. Yeah. I, I mean, he's a pretty good writer, though, I guess. So thank goodness for yeah, something. pretty good writer. Um, but yeah, so he, he's a teenage boy and he's writing his journals. Who's a teenage boy? Jim Carroll. No, it's Jim Carroll's an adult. What the fuck? He's an adult right now. In he's the, actually the, in the movie. movie, he's a teenage boy. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Jim Carroll. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. What the hell? <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to stop. <sighs> I'm going to I'm For real, I'm going to stop. So, do you know what I saw today, though? Real quick, before we talk about the movie, <laughs> before we talk about the movie, real quick, I saw uh, it's a rerun, obviously, because this show uh, went off the air in 1988. But I saw a very interesting episode of Saint Elsewhere. <laughs> funny <laughs> he's not funny i need you people to write us at late fee 1994 at aol.com and tell him he's not funny that he's ruining the show because no one wants to hear that shit on our tape so in this episode uh tim robbins he uh he bombed <laughs> What are you talking about? He bombed a bank. Shut up. Because he was part of a terrorist group. What are you talking about? An episode of St. Elsewhere I saw. <sighs> Did you forget what show you're doing? What? Did you forget which show you were doing? It's uh, St. Nowhere, right? Our, our podcast where we talk about St. <sighs> Elsewhere episode by episode. No? Nope. Oh, okay. And then what are we doing? I'm seriously like so close to just walking out of here right now. What? Why? Because I know that if I start to talk about what I actually want to talk about, you're going to cut me off again. No, I'm not going to do it again. Uh huh. I listen. I will not say a word. Go ahead. I promise. Until you know, you get into it a little bit, and I have something to actually add to the conversation to move this thing along. I will not say a word. Okay. Go ahead. Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I will walk out. I swear to God, I will walk out. I didn't say anything. Okay, go ahead. I really like uh, this movie, and I would like to give it the time and attention it deserves. Okay, let's do it. Let's give it the time and attention it deserves. You freak. Okay. <sighs> Leonardo DiCaprio is playing basketball with his buddies. Mm-hmm. And keeping a journal, 
And they do a lot of drugs. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. You're going lightning fast. Because you got me all pissed off now. I can't fucking Hey, hey, hey. It's okay now, okay? We're okay. (laughs) It's really not. It was all in good fun. Uh Uh-huh. We're okay now. I'm not okay. Everything's fine. (laughs) Not okay. Take a deep breath. Hold it for a second. Let it out. Are we meditating now? You're you're floating along. Stop it. On a cloud. <laughs> Can Leo- you let me fucking talk? Leonardo DiCaprio is on a basketball team with Marky Mark. All right, go ahead. I, I, I don't even know what I want to say anymore. Namaste. Okay, Basketball Diaries. Let's talk about the movie. It begins begins with an insane woman across the the street, uh, you know, just like, I don't know, writhing and and, uh, kind of rocking back and forth and talking about God and, you know, ah, you're going to hell, you know, and all this stuff. What do you think is wrong with her? Schizophrenia. Okay. For sure. Okay. Well, that sucks. Yeah, I mean. How, How do you think she affords that apartment? I don't know. Maybe uh, she's on uh, disability. Oh, okay. Doesn't look like they're in a rich neighborhood. Elaine Brock, or yeah, Elaine Brocko is his mom. Yeah. She's really good in this movie. Yeah, she is. We'll get. She doesn't have a lot of scenes in this movie, but oh my god, she is so good in this movie. Um. Yeah. Okay. So it starts off with that, and he's. Writing in his journal immediately, mm-hmm. and that's what he does. And he takes down to the basketball court. Yeah, where he's playing with his friend. I can't remember his name. Do we even know his name? Ernie Hudson. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they actually say his name ever. Yeah. So to me, he's just Ernie Hudson. So he's, but he's playing with this dude, and then his friends come down there, and apparently, this game that he plays with Ernie Hudson never ends. Like yeah. they, they don't keep score; they just play. Yeah, and um. He goes off and they're, will you stop doing weird things? With I'm not doing, I'm seriously face. not trying to do anything weird. I, I mean, I, like, pissed you I appreciate off. that you're not being a total douche right now, but you're still distracting me with your face. I'm not trying to, well, my face is very handsome. It's going to be distracting. <laughs> not trying to distract you. So they go down to, where are they jumping? Into Paradise the City. Oh, um, they're jumping into the Harlem River. Yeah. Sounds really not great. No, it's not. Uh, as as Jim Carroll says, it's literally shitty because um, you know a million toilets flush into it every day. Ah, uh, one thing I want to point out about this movie. I guess it's. Sp- I don't know when it's supposed to take place. Yeah, it's, it's very ambiguous. It's really weird and anachronistic. So if you look at Jim Carroll's actual life, then it probably would have been the time period of this stuff happening to him. Probably would have been like the mid '60s, but then when like a lot of things look like they're it's the '70s, and uh, there there are certain banners when they're playing basketball that says you know the '70s, but then there's some banners that say it's the '80s, and then a lot of the a lot of the the way people are dressed and everything looks like it's now. So I don't know. It's a weird mismatch, uh, mismatch of uh, different eras and decades. I don't really get the impression that it looked like it's now. I, I think it looked more like the eighties or the seventies. I guess. I mean, like, okay, they go to see a peep show, and even her look seems more eighties than yeah, now. For sure. Yes. Yeah. She. Yeah. She looks eighties for sure. I mean, she had spangly things hanging off her. Tits. Well, they all do, but. Or do they? The ones that do the, the like the, what do they call it, the Penny Arcade or whatever they call it, the peep shows in, mm-hmm. in, in New York City. Yeah, they all have that. They all wear that stuff. Okay. Um, but to your point, that doesn't really exist anymore. I mean, they've, they've really started to get rid of that a lot uh, down there. They're really like starting to clean Times Square up a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely more of an 80s thing. Maybe, maybe even 70s, but... 
I associate those peep shows more with the 80s than, than any other era. And here's the thing, though. You keep saying that you thought it said 80s. I think it said 60s. No, the one said 87 for sure. You were looking at a different one, which did say 67. But there's one that says 87. Okay, so it's either a mistake with props or it's supposed to be in the 80s. or I, I don't think they care. To, I, honestly, the story, and it kind of works, it being ambiguous and not really stated what, what yeah. era they're in. Um, but I don't think they really care because the story's not dependent on it in any way. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's like what he goes through because this is a story about, you know, his drug addiction and overcoming it. You know, mm. it, it's good that it can fit into any time frame so different people can identify yeah. with it. That's a good point, too. So, I don't know. But, yeah, jumping into the frigate. And they jump from really high up, too. It seems, yeah. like, really stupid. And I'm surprised none of them got hurt. It's cliff. It's like cliff diving. Yeah. Ugh. It was gross. So, and, like, they, um, the the mean one jumps first. Marky Mark. Yeah, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. What? What? What's his name in the, I can't remember his name in the movie, though. Mickey. Mickey. And There's Mickey, Nitro, Jim, and Pedro. So Nitro is the good one, yeah. <laughs> basically. He, I mean, kind of. He's still doing drugs with them and shit. Yeah. He just but, doesn't get as deep into it as everyone else does. Right. So Mainly yeah. because he doesn't try heroin. Yeah. He doesn't dabble in heroin. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he says to uh, Pedro, you know, you, you better jump or Mickey's going to, you know, make fun of you. Yeah, so it's like, it's like they sure. would have... They would have let him be. They would have let him go. Like, they're nicer people. Like, Mickey's an asshole. Yeah, basically. Which, you know, mirrors uh, Marky Mark in real life. <laughs> right. So uh, I've also heard some things about him. Some racist uh, stuff about him. That's not good. And so, okay, so they have a game. They're mm-hmm. all on the basketball team. And he's getting a basketball signed for his friend Bobby. Bobby. Good old Bobby. And the coach... You know, seems like a decent guy at first. He seems. (laughs) He signs it. Mm -hmm. He takes them out to dinner after they win a game. Yeah, for burgers. Which, uh, they're kind of dicks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, they order a bunch of food, and he told them one each, Mm -hmm. and then he can't afford to pay for it. It's $35 for their meal. Now, there's four of them. Right. That's it. There's only four? I thought there was more of them. That was like the whole team. I don't think it was the whole team. I think it was just them. At least six people at that table. Okay. So there's six of them then. Uh, so that also is ambiguous as to what the era is. Yeah. Because now six people, $35. Yeah, that's expensive. That means you ordered a decent amount of food. But they're, you know, they're they're growing boys. If If I found out that. Six dudes went to a fast food place and got $35 worth of food. I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, that's an enormous bill or something. But in the 80s, yeah, it would have right. been it would have been big, you know. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, they, they said they ate like eight burgers each yeah. or something like that. So, Well, and here's the thing. You said he was born in 1949, right? Yes, Jim Carroll, yeah, in real life. So he's supposed to be like 14. Yeah. So that would be 63. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, mid-60s. So, I mean, it, it the story actually took place, no matter when the movie's trying to look like it took place, the mm-hmm. story actually took place in the 60s. Yeah. I, I Honestly, I like your idea. I don't want to think that, like, they said to themselves, well, it'd be too hard to make this a period piece. It'd be too hard to match all the automobiles and the clothing and, and everything they'd need to do to make it period accurate. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to think that they said, oh, that'd be too hard, so we're not going to do it. I, I kind of think, like, along your lines, I'd rather think that they were saying, you know, this story's universal and, and could apply to any era, so they kind of blended eras. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So, I'm I'm thinking about, like, the drugs, though. Like, if it's the 60s in real life, mm-hmm. heroin? Really? Like, was it? Sure. I don't know. I always thought that was something that came later. No, I mean, the heroin was there. I mean, heroin 
Heroin was in coke, so cocaine was in Coca Cola, right? Everyone right. knows that. Back uh, in the day, yeah. Yeah, way, way, way back then, when it, it before the formula, whatever formula that they use now, Coke Classic or you know whatever the real thing. Um, it, way before that, when it was just a tonic water, it was basically just tonic water and cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had no resemblance to the drink today, but that's how it started out. Pepsi started out as tonic water with heroin. Really? Yes. Wow. And Pepsi had heroin in it. and uh, So Coke was the upper and, and Pepsi was the downer. Basically, yeah. And they, they, they touted it as a cure for morphine addiction. Uh-huh. Because, you know, hey, you know, don't, uh, you, you'll get off morphine and you take this. Because it, it was thought at the time that heroin was, was more, was uh, safer and everything. Wow. Yeah. So that's when, you know, back when these things started and they were just tonics that were sold by snake oil salesmen. Uh, that's that's how the, they started. So, yeah, heroin's been around for a long time. But in the beginning of this movie, it's just they're smoking pot. Yeah, smoking pot pills. and huffing stuff. And huffing. Right. And smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And then they go to see these twin girls... Blinky and Winky and Winky. Yeah, Nit- Nitro <laughs> takes uh, takes Jim yeah. to see He's, them. He tells him, "Hey, I've got a surprise for you. Don't tell the other guy." Mm. So it's just the two of them that go. Yeah, and he, two the, blonde twins. Yeah, pretty girls. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, they do cocaine, mm-hmm. which I think that was the first time he did cocaine. I, don't know. I would assume so. Yeah. And I think it was the first time he had sex, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't say that. But I mean, it's it's weird too. They talk about Bobby. Um, yeah. Now, his friend Bobby, he, he he takes the basketball to Bobby, and talks a little bit about him. He's sick with leukemia. He's like his very best friend. Mm-hmm. And at, at some point in the film, he passes away. Yeah. And the boys are talking about Bobby and how the father found him with you know some girl in the bathroom and that she had come just mm-hmm. dripping off her face. He's supposed to be like their age. Yeah. And he's been sick for two years. Yeah. So how early did these boys start having sex? I don't know. I mean, that's messed up. Twelve, apparently. That's really messed up, especially for that time period. Yeah, I don't... I mean, who knows how much of this is 100% true to right. to the actual you know, journals and stuff that's like true. that. I kind of want to read it, the actual journal. Right. But... I mean, I know Bobby existed. I know Bobby actually had leukemia. I don't. He's know if, in the song too. I don't know if that. Yeah, I don't know if that story is you know accurate, or if it was. Who knows how long of a time period this this took place? Maybe he got sick when he was, you know, all it, it did say he was sixteen when he died, though. Yeah. So I mean, maybe at fourteen. Maybe he started at fourteen. That's not horribly young. Mm-hmm. It's it's fairly young, but <clears throat> but no, he wasn't sixteen. 16 when he died. Are you sure? I think that's what it says in the song. I think it was He was 16 when he died. Looked like he was Yeah, looked like 65. Yeah. 14 years old when he died. Looked like 65. Okay, whatever. Whatever. I don't agree with your interpretation of the song, but... uh, but that's uh, beside the point. We can can figure that out later. On a second viewing of the movie or whatever. (laughs) But... Either way... I don't think they're doing oral sex in the '60s anyway. No, ah, not really. I think that's. I think that was more rare at that time period. Yeah, but they're kids, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know the adults, maybe not, but yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so continue with uh, with the the story. Okay, so they go to Winky and Blinky. Oh yeah, that's right. That's where we're at. <laughs> and um. <clears throat> Yeah, like I said, I think that he has his first time there. I guess that's really all there is to say about Winky and Blinky. For now, I For suppose. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, then they're playing basketball, and they have a big old bag of pills, <laughs> and they're trying to figure out which ones are the uppers and which ones are the downers. Now, they decide on the black pills. What? And this is what I don't, So this is what I don't understand, first of all, before, okay. you, before you get to the black pills. Okay. I don't understand. What did Pedro go to like a guy and was like, "Hey, give me a, uh, 
Give me a uh, give me a sampler. Give me a sample platter of uh, pills. It doesn't make any sense. Why right. why are you mixing uppers and downers? Why are they in there in a bag together? You know, I just I don't get it. I don't, I don't know why why you wouldn't just get uppers. You know, just get PCP or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not mixing them, but you know, they're kids. Yeah. So maybe it was a party game. Maybe it was. Who knows? <laughs> Hey, put them all in the bag and see what you get. So um, the coach had said a couple of things that seemed a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> prior to this. Um, where, like, he was saying, hey, Jim, you know, uh, why don't you come over to my place? <laughs> yeah. And we'll get a pizza and I'll mm-hmm. help you study for something. Right. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm good. Like, it was a little off. And then there's another time that Jim's out in the court and not seeming quite right. Mm -hmm. And he goes off the court to go, you know, to the restroom to get himself together or whatever. But he's actually going to get a a snort. And he finds him. Yeah, he's addicted to heroin. He needs a a hit of heroin. Yeah, so he finds him in there and he is coming on to him. He's like. Tries to give him money to suck his dick and stuff. It's it's really um, no good. No, 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 good. No, child molestation is, is not good. <laughs> yeah, because he's like fourteen years old. Right. Very, I mean, it's not very just astute that, call. Yeah, it's it, it's bad. Um, so the day that they accidentally take these downers on the court, mm-hmm. um, the police get called because they're all so out of it. It's like obvious that they're on drugs, mm-hmm. and he says to him, "Swifty, that's the coach's name. I'm not going to tell on you." Right. He should. He should have. Yeah, Do you but think they would have believed him? No, I was going to say he was going to believe him, though. Yeah. Swifty would just be like, this guy's fucking lying. He's right. lying to try to get out of trouble. Oh, it was sad. And so you guys are all Catholic priests. You know how it is. You know, sexy young boy comes along. <laughs> so, yeah, so, they, you know, he acts like he got kicked out of school, but reality, he, he quit. They were kicking him off the team. Yeah, later he goes, later he says, man, we got kicked out of school. It's like, no, you quit school. Yeah. You said to them, because like you said, they, they were getting kicked off. The the coach is like, you're suspended, or the priest is like, you're suspended for a week. Swifty says, you'll never play basketball here again. And then uh, Leonardo DiCaprio says, you can't kick me off the team because I quit. Mm-hmm. And I quit your fucking school too, you piece of shit. And he leaves. Right. Yeah. Like an idiot. So mm-hmm. then he goes home and I guess tells his mother. Who kicks him out? Mm-hmm. He's been very mean to her several times too. Oh yeah, like one like what did he say to her? I can't I can't remember the exact thing, but he like, he's basically telling her she's like worthless and you know go make him a sandwich basically. Yeah, yeah, it was fucked up. <laughs> it was the way you would imagine an abusive husband talk to his mm-hmm. wife, not the way a kid would talk to his mother. So I mean, there was a couple times before this where she's like saying to him, you know, uh, what's going on, and she's we crying and like she's this. confused yeah. and you know. Do you? Th- I mean, do you think she's really that confused? She seems confused. I think she was confused at first, but then, you know, he comes in and he's like, they said, you know, we were doing drugs or whatever. It's a fucking lie. They couldn't find any drugs. And she's like, is it? Is it a lie? And then she pulls out his secret stash. Oh, yeah? And it's like, is it really a lie, Jen? Right. And then th- that's when he starts freaking out and then he runs away. Well, no, she kicked him out. She said, get out of my house. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, but he did, yeah, that's true. She said, get out, I don't think she was serious when she said that, but she did say, get out of my house, and then, and then he said, fine, I'll fucking leave, and he grabbed his stuff and left. Yeah, she didn't try to stop him. I mean, I think she meant it. I think it was. He said, you'll never see me again, Mom, and she said, don't say that. Yeah. That's true. It was not. It was very sad. Him and yeah. his mom. Every yeah. time they're on screen together, it's very sad. Yeah. Well, she's very good. Yes. Like I said before, she's she's very good. So this is when things turn very dark for him after he gets kicked out of school or drops out of school, mm-hmm. however you want to look at it. Yep. Because his life then becomes just completely about getting money to get drugs. Like I said, you know, it, it seems exhausting. Yeah. Because that's all they're doing. They're just hustling all the time. All they're doing is, what's the next thing we can do to get some money? Because they live on the street. Mm -hmm. They basically just live on the street. They sleep in cars. They sleep in abandoned buildings. You know, whatever. Um, 
but it's the, you know, it's either you're sleeping, you're high, or you're trying to figure out a way to get money so you can buy more drugs and get high. Yeah. It's oh, awful. Yeah. And like, not a fun way to live. And like, they're not, I mean, at heart, outside of their addiction, they're not bad boys. Well, except for Mickey. Mickey is, yeah. yeah. So, like, for example, like, they're trying to steal a woman's purse. Mm-hmm. And Jim struggles with her trying to get the purse. Mm-hmm. And then his other buddy comes over to help. And Mickey gets involved because she's fighting out. I'm sorry, ladies. If somebody's taking your purse, just throw your fucking purse and run. Right. But Mickey knocks her down and starts beating her. Yeah, like kicking her and shit. Yeah, after they already got the purse. Yeah, what an asshole. I hate him. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's just an example. It's like, it, he's just, everything they do, he does more. He does worse. He's like, he takes it further. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I'm trying to think about another time. Oh, they, they tried to steal a car. Yeah. Which didn't work out. <laughs> no. Well, they stole it. They stole the car successfully, even though they were fucking high. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio gives Pedro... Uh, a snort of heroin while he's driving and then he just goes on the nod. He's just like, he starts falling asleep. And and they're all too young to be driving in the first damn place right. too. So he, uh, they get the car there and they're waiting for, it's Mickey's brother. It's Mickey's older brother. Uh, I don't know if you caught that. No. But yeah, that's who, that's who it is. Oh, okay. They say something to indicate that it's Mickey's older brother. Okay. And, you know, he's going to fence the car. Basically, he's going to part it out or whatever they do, chop it up, whatever they do with the car. Uh, actually, he says somebody's waiting on it. Yeah. So they're going to sell it to him, but the car's getting stolen. It's getting towed. towed. Or just, yes, yeah. not towed, not stolen, towed away. Because they parked in a fucking towway zone and while then, they were waiting for him. And then, um, you know, Pedro's yelling, show me the sign, show me the sign. It's, like it's right, right there. there. Right <laughs> And oh, then so uh, so Mickey's brother breaks his arm. Yeah. And is, you know, he's pissed off and everything. And he breaks his arm and then Mickey's got a broken arm for the rest of the movie, basically. That was Mickey? I thought it was Pedro. No, he broke Mickey's arm. Oh, okay. He basically told Mickey, and that's when we find out that it's his brother. Okay. Like, but he tells him what a fuck up he is and shit like that and everything. And then he breaks Mickey's arm. Okay. And then they then they break in. That's when they break into the candy store to steal shit from the candy store. And that's another thing, like that's anachronistic. So it's an old timey candy oh, yeah. store. Like that looks like mid sixties, like a soda, like a soda fountain counter. F- yeah, for sure. And and the money's still in the cash register and everything it hasn't been taken to a safe or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. But Pedro's uh, sitting there drinking a fucking soda or whatever <laughs> no i think wasn't he he was eating ice cream like he was, made himself like a sundae yeah he made i think it was like a milkshake or yeah something. this was one of those those silver cans he's just like mm, good food mm-hmm. like he's so fucking high obviously like just out of it well that's the other thing too so they're on heroin and heroin really suppresses the appetite so i, I don't think he'd really be interested in like eating an ice cream yeah I don't know. Maybe he was on something different. Maybe. Or maybe he was just fucking around. Maybe he just wanted to fuck around. Yeah. Uh, and because that's what Mickey thought he was doing. And then Mickey, like, basically pistol whips him. Because Mickey finds a gun and then he pistol whips him. Because the police were coming. And then the police get And they're there. trying to get him to leave with them. And he's just messing around with mm-hmm. the ice cream and, like, eating and shit. Yeah. And he got mad and hit him. I mean, he shouldn't pistol whipped him. Yeah. Right. I mean, he shouldn't have done that, but I understand why he was irritated. Right. So then the police come and they arrest him. Yeah. He gets hauled off for this robbery. Pedro. They Pedro, leave Pedro yeah. behind. Yeah. And then the other two get away. And then the next thing we see, it, I believe, is him in the snow. Oh, no. Is that. Or does he go to Blinky Winky? No, yeah, he might. He might do that. Yeah, he goes I, to no. Blinky and we. Yeah, because he kind of separates from Mickey. No, no. What happens is the the fucked up thing with Mickey happens first. I think before any of this. No. Yeah, because they're going to buy drugs. That's at the end of the movie. Oh no, it's not at the end. But I know what you're talking about. That's now. after he gets. Now I remember yeah. where it, where it fits in the story. But yeah, I don't remember when. But at some point he tries to go back to Blinky and Winky, mm-hmm. and their dad answers the door. 
apart. I'm like, do you know this guy? Yeah, like they, they start walking down the stairs. He's like, Janelle, uh, you know, right. Betsy or whatever the fuck their real names are. Because he's like, he goes as Blinky and Winky here. Like he thinks those are real names. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> the dad's like, what are you talking about? And they're looking at him and one of them mouths, not now. Right. <laughs> Like Probably she, the one that he slept with. She seems open to seem, seeing him again. Right. But she's like, what the fuck? Like, why are you here now? Right. Um, but yeah, so the dad's uh, like, you know, kicks him out. And uh, he he tries to go see his mom. Yeah. And get money from his mother. No, see, that's at the end, oh, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, just, okay. All right, all right, all right. He, he ends up snow. sleeping in the snow. <laughs> and his friend from the beginning of the movie, from the basketball court, finds him. Yeah, Ernie Hudson. And he's like this huge dude. So he just picks him up and carries him, mm-hmm. takes him home and helps him to uh, detox. Right. And he says somebody helped him mm-hmm. a long time ago. So apparently he had a problem as well. Yeah. So and, and it seems like, you know, he's finally gone through it. He's finally seeming to get better. And he leaves him for probably the first time in days. Mm-hmm. And immediately he ransacks his he apartment. He had to leave. Like, there was... He couldn't... Like, he didn't want to, but he couldn't get out of it. Something. Yeah, it was probably work remember, or something. I don't remember what it was, but it was something he had to leave for. I don't think he explained where he was going. Yeah. But, it, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was absolutely necessary. But he leaves, and instead of staying there, Jim leaves, yep. ransacks his whole apartment looking for money, mm-hmm. doesn't find any, because, you know, he's broke just like you, asshole. Runs into <laughs> Juliette Lewis from uh, Oh yeah, the prostitute from Natural Born Killers. Yeah, she's she played a prostitute through the movie, and um, they've had several interactions. Every single time, he was really, really rude to her. Yeah, and she's she was a heroin addict. Yeah, and he he's they see her, and it's clear that she's cleaned herself up and yeah. everything, and and now she is mean to him. He asks her for money, and she's like, uh, oh, you just need 20 bucks? You just need 20 bucks? And she throws him, like, 20 cents, and she's like, go buy some pretzels, you fuck. Right. And then he says, you're still a whore. I don't care about your clothes. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Dick. So <laughs> then he tries to... Um... I think that's when he tries to get some money from his mom. But what about the thing with Mickey? That happens first. I don't think so. Does it? Yeah, because when he goes to try to get the money from his mom, that's when she calls the police on him. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So he runs into Mickey. He runs into Mickey. Oh, no, that's what it is. He he goes he goes to a fucking, like, restroom, like men's <gasps> yeah. restroom, and some dude pays him to suck his dick. Not, not mind you, he pays him. To allow him to suck his dick. Yeah. He, he is paying for the privilege of sucking Leonardo well, when, DiCaprio's dick. Wouldn't I just you pay for the uh, privilege of sucking Leonardo I cannot wrap my brain <laughs> around this. Like, why isn't he paying to get his own dick sucked? I don't get it. You wouldn't pay to uh, suck Leonardo DiCaprio's No. I wouldn't pay to suck anybody's dick. Thank you. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just it's Leonardo DiCaprio's It doesn't matter. Good looking kid. Is it made of candy? Does it shoot out gold? Then no, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, I think what it is, though, is the guy is gay, obviously. Obviously. But looks like he's probably got a wife and kids at home or something like that. Obviously, you know, is heavily closeted. So I think he just wants to do gay stuff. I don't know. I guess. It's weird. He really wants to suck cock. So, yeah, so he pays him for that. So now it's like Swifty kept trying to do stuff and offered to pay him to do stuff, and he mm-hmm. said no. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing it, and you can tell it's like destroying a little piece of his soul. Yeah. Because he's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. And um, he takes the money, goes outside, runs into Mickey. Mickey knows where they can get some. Mm-hmm. So they go... Washington Square or whatever. Yeah. So they go, and uh, it turns out to be bad. It's like they, they gave him a, a taste... But what they tasted was not what he sold them. <laughs> right, exactly. So they start running after this guy because they want to get their money right. and, and good drugs or whatever. Right. And um, they chase him all the way up onto the roof. Mm-hmm. And Mickey fucking shoves him off the fucking roof. I mean, kind of. Because first Mickey, of all, he pulled his gun out. Mickey him. takes the gun out and he's he's pointing it at him, 
And then he's walking towards him, and he's like, just give me the fucking money. Just give me the money. You know, I want the drugs and the money and, and everything. And the guy's walking backwards, and the guy kind of stumbles over the roof. I guess, but what else is he going to do? The guy's got a gun on him. And he and he shot at him, too. Yeah. I mean, he had actually pulled the trigger right. at some point. So. Yeah, I mean, Mickey's, Mickey, cul- Mickey's culpable for this murder, for sure. Manslaughter, probably. Yeah. But yeah, so then the police are coming in and and Jim Carroll's all in shock. Yeah. And like freaking out like, oh my God, we killed him. And mm-hmm. and uh, Mickey just takes off. No, no, head. Mickey goes, what did we do? And Jim Carroll goes, what do you mean, we? Yeah. <laughs> Don't put that shit on me. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, so Mickey takes off and he actually gets the shit beat out of him mm-hmm. by this guy's friends. I guess it's his, no, it's, I don't think it's his friends. I think it's just a group of New Yorkers hanging out that are like, you fucking killed that guy, and they were all pissed off at him. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's like he, a vigilante mob. He looked like he was like Italian, the guy, maybe Latino. Nah, Latino for sure. Latino. Latino. And these guys also looked. Nah, I don't think Latino so. Latino or Italian. Know. Yeah, no. Italian probably. Okay, fine. So he was Latino, Racist. they were Italian. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Whatever. I thought that they were buddies. I don't think so. Because they chased him, like, a long way. Yeah. They just happened to chase him to where his buddies were? Well, he was running that way. Yeah, I guess that's true. Maybe they were his buddies. I don't know. I didn't get that impression. I just got the impression that they were like, what the fuck? Like, that they were just horrified that they saw someone just kill somebody else, and they were like, fuck you, and they wanted to incapacitate him until the police got there, which they did. So he got arrested. Yeah, he gets arrested. We later find out that he got 5 to 15 years because they tried him like an adult. Which he wasn't. That's what I'm saying. Like they're still kids. It's mm-hmm. like it seems like they should be adults. It seems like a lot of time has passed, but not really. Mm-hmm. And um, and this is the point at which Jim decides to go to his mom. Yep. For money, and this is the most heart wrenching scene of the movie. When I talked she's to my so mom about too. it later, I actually cried <laughs> talking about it. Yeah, she's so good in this. So he um he's knocking on the door, and she slowly, <laughs> quietly. Does the chain bolt mm-hmm. and then unlocks the door and opens the door because you know that she's his mom and she loves him and she's mm-hmm. been you've seen scenes of her praying for him yeah oh yeah you know she wants to let him in she wants everything to be okay but she knows he's fucked up and he's like trying to like shove his way in and like waving his arm around at her and mm-hmm. <laughs> telling her to give him money and and he's like will you hold my hand right. Now, mind you, he's been through detox for a few days. So, I mean, he's still craving or whatever, but I mean, he's through most of the detox at this point. Yeah. And, you know, so he's not sick. Like, I don't under, I don't know why he carries on so, so much here, but um, she's like, yeah, baby, I'll hold your hand. And, and that just ugh, makes you sad. And, and then, you know, he starts getting more violent about wanting to get in and get the money mm-hmm. from her. And she has to, like, shut the door on him, and she locks the door, and they're both just laying against the door, and he's crying, and he's begging her to let him in. Mm-hmm. And he says, I promise I'll be a good boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, your heart's just breaking. And she calls the police, though. She is a tough lady. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that if I were in her position that I could do that. I would. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, yeah, it's difficult. And he... um. He goes to Rikers for six months, and he said even though there were drugs, you know, there that he could get easier than he could have on the streets, he didn't. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know, but I'm thinking that's probably when his drug use ended. Like, that is what's implied, yeah. for sure. And so then he's, you know, writing and performing, and that's and you see him at the end of the mm-hmm. movie. He do, he's performing like on stage, yeah, like a one man show. Yeah, kind of thing. talking about like his experience and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he runs into uh, Pedro. Pedro, right before. Yeah, Pedro's like, "Oh, let's get some for old times' sake or whatever." I got the this great heroin or yeah. whatever. And he's like, "No, no thanks." So yeah, good for him. So he turned his life around. Yeah, and he's still he's in the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> and at one point too, uh, he plays one of the the heroin addicts actually. Yeah. Which had to be like uh, you said, so weird, really hard. I mean, I know he he's been clean for a long time now, but that still had to be weird. Yeah, going through the process with the f- spoon and everything. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, pretty good movie. Very good movie. I enjoyed it. 
Me too. And now I've got another book to add to my reading list. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I might read that too. It's There's, interesting. He wrote several books of poetry too, it says, so I might check those out too. Yeah, I don't really give a shit about the poetry. But, <laughs> uh, so, uh, we will end this episode as we end every episode with our blockbuster pick of the week. Uh, this week in Blockbuster is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Ooh. You familiar with it? Yes. That's the Kenneth Branagh directed Robert De Niro, Tom Hulse, Helena Bonham Carter, Ian Holm, John no. Cleese, Aidan Quinn. I'm just familiar with you know the book Frankenstein, not the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I'll I'll watch it with you. All right. Sounds uh, good to me. It's not. It's not the best, maybe, but it's okay. Robert De Niro's, you know, as as the Frankenstein's monster is a little weird, but uh, <laughs> I'm a monster. <laughs> do you yeah. want to uh, do you want to hurt people a little bit? A little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's uh, I don't know. Check that out. But check out the Basketball Diaries. Go to the uh, get yourself off your lazy ass and go to the movie theater and watch the Basketball Diaries because that is. A very good movie. Very, very good. It's primo. <laughs> like the stash. Right. But that's our episode for the week. Here I'll take us homeward. So you guys know what to do. Write us late fee nineteen ninety four at Talk about how funny I am. Talk about how funny he is not. Talk about saying elsewhere. <laughs> please, please write in and tell him you don't want to hear it ever again. Um <laughs> Also, let us know what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear, mm-hmm. like him. And, um, you know, <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Tell all your right. friends and all that stuff. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Bye.